Hey friendos, it's DW. Welcome to the Afterthoughts episode for episode three, where I try to answer the question, can I build an AI assistant to replace me? In that episode, I have a conversation with my friend Sol Scoot, otherwise known as Timmy Cocky, where we talk about his AI assistant, Rosie. Started out as a Twitch chatbot that he built on stream as part of a live coding community and evolved that into a personal assistant that now works with him on code and blogging and his other community events. It's quite the evolution it took over the years, but the fact that he did create an AI assistant that he uses outside of live streaming. So the question really is, can I build an AI assistant that can replace me? And the answer is 100% I can, absolutely, no doubt. Now, why do I say that? I say that because the skill sets are actually nowhere near as complicated as I would have originally thought they them to be. But the real question I should be asking is, what will the AI assistant actually be doing? So let's talk about the skills first. In terms of the skill sets, it's web development skills, right? Calling APIs, rendering text, um, playing audio files, regular computer program stuff. This isn't quantum science. This isn't even AI science. This is just regular application development. So if you're someone who's developing an application today or, or is learning web development skills, you could build an AI assistant. You just need to find the right APIs. So the tech stack you need isn't overly complicated. Same with the skill sets. You just need web development skills or whatever language you want to use for web development, which is pretty much all of them as far as I know. The other question you have to answer is what will the assistant do? So before I get to that for myself, I started doing some research on this and trying to figure out what do other people get AI assistants to do? Uh, good examples is multilingualism, right? AIs, these AI models can translate better than most humans can. And it can translate into multiple languages very quickly. Um, writing first drafts of things, coming back and actually saying, this is what this might sound like, outlines, different things like that. Or there's just straight up people give it a voice, right? So Scoot talked about giving Rosie a voice. And to be fair, Rosie was a character in his live stream where we would talk to Rosie. I was one of the, one of the audience members. We'd talk through chat, Rosie would respond. Now, all of these feature sets revolve around a, a reoccurring theme, right? It's communication. Now, I'm not going to outsource all of my communication to an AI because an AI doesn't have my context. It doesn't understand my purpose, at least not yet. But when you, when communication is, can be streamlined and refreshed and can be made consistent, this can solve a lot of problems and streamline a lot of our, the ways we do work. So the question really comes down to what is it going to do outside of the communication bit? And that's what I haven't figured out yet. You know, what task do I want to outsource to the AI? Maybe it's just writing posts and social media posts. That's always something that's very time consuming, but I think the innovation's still not there. Like I, I saw a session uh, recently locally here about innovation and AI and different things like that. And that's the gap. Then we're still trying to figure that out. The technology is here, but how do we innovate? What is the thing we needed to do? And the more I look into it, like you can have an AI talk to a reservation system and make reservations for you, right? You can talk to an AI and, you know, you can call an AI and it will actually make the table reservation or book the airplane tickets or generate the, the blog post you want through voice commands. Like it's interesting how it can do that. And it's a very natural process because it's using natural language rather than 
programmatic chatbot prompts. There's similarities between the two, but the fact that the generative AI has this wiggle room, this buffer fuzziness to it that lets it react accordingly to what it's getting, that's real power uh, in, a, in terms of a feature set. I'm still thinking through it. I'm developing my own AI. I mentioned it in the podcast and I have made some good progress on it since chatting with Salskoot. Uh, her name is Luna and she can just coach with me right now. And I say by coaching, I talked to Ryan Calagiri about this. Uh, Luna is my idea coach right now. I just go back and forth with her and I've asked her what features I should even add to Luna. And I haven't figured that part out yet. She had all kinds of ideas and they were all revolving around communication, adding voices, uh, you know, different things like that. But I really need to think this through. But what parts of my day to day can I get rid of and outsource to an AI to either expedite it so I don't have to really do much work on it or possibly fully outsource it? Personally, don't think I'm going to fully outsource anything right away. I don't trust AI enough to do that. Uh, at least not the models that I'm going to be working with, these general models. But I do want to tie it into some stuff and see how natural that can be. How much time does this save me? And I'm curious on what your take is on it too. So if you have any comments, questions, or ideas, please drop them in the comments uh, wherever you're watching this or over on the LinkedIn page. You feel free to head over there, add some notes. I'd love to hear from you. And until then, have yourselves a pleasant day and or evening, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Subscribe, follow, and learn more at www.rememberthehuman.ai.